Hello and welcome to today's show. Uh, it's me, Chris Tompkins, the social media chef, joining you every week, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, I mean, if you can't make it at 1 p.m., hey, who cares? You can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Blog Talk Radio, we're everywhere. So if you miss the live show, you can always hit the archives. Today's a killer show, so you really need to uh, prick up your ears and listen. We have um, some fantastic in- social media information, um, social media marketing information, rather, for nonprofit organizations. And also, that's going to be the first two segments, by the way. So, you know, it's a big topic. I wanted to give it some space to breathe. And then the third segment, we're going to talk about uh, a recipe for my own special Kung Po Tompkins, which is basically Kung Pao chicken done my own special way. So make sure to join us for our top three segments today. Um, We'll be coming back on the other side of this break on The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. be honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on 1-866-926-2636 for a free, no-obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online. All you need to do is reach out. Visit us again at GoMediaOnline.com. joining us after the break on The Social Media Chef. Again, it's me, Chris Tompkins, again, social media chefing you to the hilt (laughs) on this week's episode. If you are just joining us for the first time, hey, thanks for listening in. Uh, There's a lot of resources out there for you to really grasp. Um, If you're listening live for your first time, that's awesome. If you're listening to archive a version on iTunes or on Blog Talk Radio, that's awesome as well. I am not going to begrudge you at all because it could be good information that you can use. But what I want to tell you is that we also have a wonderful website that is full, and I mean full, of top stuff. Uh, SocialMediaChefOnline.com, and on that site you'll see, you can find our archived shows, you can find uh, our past show topics, all the recipes that I've gone over in the show, and lots and lots of extras. Uh, we update this all the time, so make sure to subscribe to the RSS feed, Make sure to download the free ebooks. I mean, there's a lot of really great stuff there, and it's all free. So I want you to be able to understand that you can go, interact, download, tweet, whatever you want to do. Also, if you're on Twitter, you want to 
make sure to follow us at The Social Chef, and also me personally at Crisco Media. Now, let's go right on to the topic because I do not want to plug anymore. <laughs> I want to move right on to what we want to talk about today, which is 10 ways nonprofits can use social media marketing. Is it raising awareness or raising money? You know, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. I love the idea of giving back. Now, giving back within reason because once you start giving, a lot of people start taking. But when it comes to nonprofit organizations, there is just something so much more. Uh, I'm on the board of a a New uh, York-based nonprofit called the River Fund. And you can find out more about them at um, www.riverfund-ny.org. And, you know, being on the board of the River Fund and speaking at lots of different uh, nonprofit conferences, online marketing conferences for nonprofits, what have you, and even having uh, giving up free consulting and doing whatever for nonprofits, I've seen that a lot of them really lack the resources to really harness the power of social media marketing effectively, which I can completely understand. I mean, the cuts that we've been experiencing in the nonprofit sector, even with the River Fund itself, has been absolutely shocking. Uh, so it's everyone needs to think smart and think smart so they can think cheap. <laughs> so I I want to go over these social media marketing tips for nonprofits because I think this will just help you restructure your thinking, so to speak, on what's the most important and what isn't the most important. I think the first thing I want to talk about is your need to get strategic. Okay, being strategic is one of the best things you can possibly do, and I'm always banging on about the importance of a strategy, but come on, let's face it, people, with low budgets, and in many cases, volunteers doing a bulk of the work, a strategy really helps create consistency, save time, and maximize production. Okay, who doesn't like this? I love this, you know? First, you already need a, you need to have a marketing plan in place. Okay, do you have one? If you don't write one, okay, stop listening to this, pause this, and go write a marketing plan, and then hit play again because I, I'm not kidding you. Marketing plans can be irritating to write, which I know I have to write them almost every day for myself or clients, but they'll save you time and money, and I promise they will. Anytime you put a plan and put pen to paper, and you have a budget things will work in your favor, more so than if you're just running into the wind and hoping everything is going to work. Because nine times out of ten, it, it, may, it, it probably isn't. Uh, now, once you have your plan together, let's think in terms of social media. Add your Facebook page into the plan. Add your LinkedIn profile and LinkedIn as a site marketing into the plan. Add your Twitter account into the plan. These are I always suggest Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter for nonprofits just because they're the big three and they have the most traffic. I'm not saying that they're the only ones that you should use, but if you're cash-strapped and time-strapped and people-strapped, volunteer-strapped rather, go for the big ones. Then if everything goes great and you keep expanding, expand. So, you know, that's the best way to really you know, handle the strategy section of it. Again, you want to really take a look at these sites, too, before you dive in. Um, Don't just say, oh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, let's get on there and let's go. You kind of want to take a look at things before you get in there. I'm not saying let's do a diagnostic report that's going to take six months. I'm saying spend a little bit of time on there, a a couple weeks, just see what's going on, how people are talking, and and then get on there and communicate and engage. Now, let's go on to number two, your messaging. When When you're doing outflow, on social media, such as updates, messages, comments, and the rest, you really need to have a solid idea of what your brand message is. So you want to make sure that your posts sound like the brand and not like a toddler who just arrived at the party. 
And what I mean by this is that you want to make sure that your that your uh, your writing is representative of your brand. If it's packed with misspellings, miscapitalizations, um, or it's written like you would receive a text on your phone, that's not so hot. Also, if you're on Facebook and there's loads of hashtags in your title or in your update, rather, that's bad news. It makes you look cheap. So, you know, just make sure when you read something, just proofread it. It takes a minute. I know another thing that's irritating slows you down, but it's worth it. It's weight in gold. Now, another one I love. Stop it already with the pushiness. One thing that social sites enable us to do is to engage with our audiences. Time and time again, I've said that everything you do in social media, no matter what capacity, should bring value to your network. You want to engage, entertain, and educate. Again, entertain, engage, and educate. This means not asking for money in every single post. Mix it up. Share some news articles that support your position, that your cause is important. Ask questions that are relevant. Give thanks to your large supporters and your small ones. You know, everyone that supports you should get a little bit of a shout-out, right? You can always work in a donations request, but if you keep being so pushy, you will push people right out of your network. Um, For example, I don't like it when people are begging me all the time for support. And whereas it can seem callous of me to say that because they are a great cause and they really deserve to be heard, it's social media. If I was getting email blasts like that, I would understand. But if I'm on my own personal page and someone's constantly trying to bug me for money, you want to mix it up. You know, you want to show the people where the money's going. And, and you, you can have a varied strategy on social media. And that's, the, that's the, the beautiful part about it. Now, I know that we didn't get through this whole uh, top five, so we're going we're gonna to get the rest of the... Um, well, what do we have now? We have about seven more to get through. And we'll get, those, we'll get through all of those after the break. So make sure to join us right after the break on The Social Media Chef. Again, this is Chris Tompkins, and I am going to speak with you in a few seconds. Okay, if you're like me, you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So, you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Okay, I'm not going to waste any, 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 any time here. We're going to jump right into number four and get through the rest of this 10 ways that nonprofit organizations can really harness the power of social media. 
We've already talked about a few key points, but let's move on to videos and pictures. Really? Yes. Really. <laughs> this is number four. You know, as a nonprofit, you know about the power of a press opportunity, right? They're huge. And how public relations can really benefit the profile of your organization and then in turn your bottom line of donations, right? So I want you to kind of listen up. You know, it's it's funny. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, you know, what's the best way of presenting this? But I I think every nonprofit should have at least one person who is in charge of shooting video and taking pictures at any opportunity. Just one. You don't need a whole team. You don't need a SWAT team. Who is going to be at every one of your events that you can take that who can take a picture that has five seconds free to take some pictures and, and take a short video? I'm not asking for Spielberg and Annie Leibovitz here. You know, this is going to be you uh, maybe um, accepting a donation from a large um, a large municipal county society or something, or you know, or um, it could be accepting donations or giving out donate or giving out charity or you know whatever, but. You should really have some videos and pictures. And once you get those videos and pictures, pop them on your social media uh, presences. They, they, I mean, people love to see it. Also, it shows people where their donations are going, which is really important. Next up is YouTube Ahoy. Uh, going on from point four, video is another great component that you can use to truly shake up your online marketing presence. If you didn't already know, YouTube is the second largest search engine after Google. Yeah, can you believe this? Um, you know, setting up the channel's easy. It's getting the content that could be tough. You know, that's why I was suggesting before you should always have a camera on you um, or have a camera person who's going to shoot something interesting. You can even do video blogs or blogs where you can share your weekly, daily, you know, annual news with your target market. It depends on how active you want to get, but, uh, you know, definitely want to make sure that you get some of that video content rolling. Okay? So that's, that's your homework, video and, video and photographs. So where's the link? This is number six. Something that nearly everyone misses, nonprofit or not, so nonprofits aren't alone, is promoting their social media hubs outside of the given medium. Meeting, are you only promoting your Facebook page on Facebook? Are you only asking people to like your page on Facebook? You know, what about the 10,000 people that are in your email database? How about them? Why aren't you asking them to like your Facebook page? And that cross-marketing can really bring in the donations and create activity on your account. Um, have you invited them to, to like your page? Uh, you know, is it in your is your Facebook page and your email signature? Is there a link or a badge on your website where people can just click on the icon and go right to your Facebook page? Do you tell people about it? Is it on your business cards, brochures? Okay, you, you guys catch my drift here? It needs to be elsewhere. You can't just say, hey, I have a Facebook page, and then that's the end of it. Or be on Facebook and try to connect with other people. There's a whole other world out there that uses Facebook that you're not going to easily find. So use your other mediums to do it. And also, it just gives you more credibility as a business because it, it, people can go on there and see what you're doing and see what you're sharing and see your videos and photo and your updates and all that great stuff. Now, up next is seven, which is stop thinking, build it, and they will come. Okay, unless you are an absolutely mega charity with loads of national and international recognition, you will not explode on social media overnight. Again, if you are not a huge, mega, well-recognized charity, you will not explode in Facebook or any social media overnight. You have to roll up your sleeves and do the outreach. I've spoken to many nonprofit organizations and at the conferences, like I said before, and the one question I get over and over is, why isn't my, insert the site here, working? 
So, you know, the reason it isn't working is that on a regular basis, you're not supplying good quality content, you're not reaching out to other pages, charities, individuals, you're not sharing, um, you don't have your pictures and your videos up there, your logo looks pixelated, uh, you know, there's a million different things. Social media marketing takes consistency and daily interaction, not a look-in every once in a blue moon, because that's not what's going to create the best message for you. Just saying. Now, number eight is get measuring. Okay. Another question I always get when I speak at the uh, nonprofit conferences is, how do I measure the success of my campaign? The answer, once again, is sadly, roll up your sleeves and get to work. There's not one true blue measuring tool when it comes to social media. And there are a lot of people who will try to sway you against this, but I'm going to tell you, there's not one. For example, when I'm dealing with my own clients, the first thing I do is, you know, I have, um, I have to deal with about five or six different sites that I use to measure. Now, that's normal because it's a constantly changing and evolving, uh, you know, space. So, you know, there's if you want to look for, you know, use Google Analytics to see where your traffic's coming from. You know, just look. Facebook has insights. There's lots of different things that you can use, but I would say you need to see what's out there and you know. Start using some of the free tools for measuring. Another one I have, um, number nine, quality does not equal, um, sorry, quantity does not equal quality. In the wonderful world of social media, there are lots of gurus who say that you need hundreds of thousands of connections to succeed in social media. What they're admitting is the fact that quality connections are more valuable. For example, if, you, if, you're, non, if you're non-profit dealt with a homeless um if the homeless people in Salt Lake City, Utah, and you had 100,000 Twitter followers who are based in Uganda, you kind of missed your target a little bit, right? You have the numbers there, but what is that market going to do to help your market? It, it seems like a, it seems like you missed it. You know, there's lots of tools out there. Manage Flitter is one. There's a lot, and it, it helps you to see who's active in your network, who's not, who's following you, who isn't. You can see more about the people and their profiles. You know. You would be really surprised if you did an audit of your Twitter account and see who's actually in it. Um, and you know, if you're not getting any activity on Twitter and you're you're following all of the right steps, what you need to think about on top of that is, you know, do I have the wrong followers? Now, the last thing I want to leave you with here is you're playing a long game. Um, Social media is about relationship building, not direct response advertising. What I mean by this is unless you're a highly visible nonprofit, you won't find the instant returns on your campaign, so you need to start new relationships and build them, which takes months of consistent effort. Remember, social media is an integral part of your marketing plan, but it's not your entire marketing plan. It's, while it's effective with branding, visibility, customer service, um, credibility, you know, it works best alongside a thriving marketing plan. So my advice on this whole section is Look at social media as another marketing channel, not as the golden egg of free marketing. While membership is free, your time and effort are not, and it's a definite investment. Okay, join me after the break. We're going to be talking about Kung Po Tompkins on The Social Media Show. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The River Fund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment 
and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny.org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to you online at riverfund-ny.org. for uh, joining us for our third segment, which, of course, is my favorite segment, the Social Media Chef. I really hope that um, the last two segments were helpful in the nonprofit marketing. Uh, you know, I get really passionate, so I get a little bit long-winded <laughs> when I talk about that stuff. But, you know, I really want to uh, help you guys out there. So I really hope that those 10 tips for social media marketing for nonprofits were ones that you thought were pretty good. Uh, but, you know, now we're going to talk about something a little bit more delicious, shall I say, uh, which is going to be my recipe for Kung Po Tompkins. Obviously, Chris Tompkins, Tompkins, Kung Po Tompkins, you see what I did there? Um, basically, it's my own little twist on um, Kung Pao Chicken, which is a really, really um, one of my favorite dishes, one of my favorite Chinese dishes. What a lot of people don't know about me is that I spent a bit of time in China studying Chinese. Uh, it was one of the final years of college, and you know, I went to and lived in Nanjing, with um, some other some other brave souls, and uh, it was such a wonderful experience being able to. It was it was a full immersion course, so we were really uh, <laughs> thrown into the deep end, so to speak. Uh, and it was you know one of those experiences that you'll always remember. I think between you and me and the fence post, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life was when I walked on the Great Wall of China. I have to say it was one of my my, my fondest memories. Really, it was just such an amazing. It's one of those things like when you know uh, when you go out and do something like you. It, it could be anything. It could be getting a letter in the mail, or it could be doing something, and you just get this intense feeling of something you can't even explain. Um, and you know that's really what it was for me. And so, well, I had a dinner party about a year ago, and. It, the theme was all of the different dishes. And I wanted to do indigenous dishes rather than, you know, um, the the more westernized version of Chinese food, which, you know, it's good, but I, I kind of like the um, original stuff a little bit better. So anyway, one of the recipes I picked up while I was in China that I kind of held on to and used sporadically is um, this one for Kung Po Chicken, which I kind of um, altered a little bit. So <clears throat> what I want to do is I want to go through it really quickly. Um, so I want you to be able to, again, this is on socialmediachefonline.com, so you don't have to write down everything. So I'm going to go through everything um, on, uh, let me see here. Yep, it's on the website. So you can definitely find it. I just wanted to make sure it was posted for you. Um, it's on, on socialmediachef.com. 
online.com, and then you'll find it under Kung Fu Tompkins. Now, here we go. Let's go shopping. Let's talk about the shopping list for this one. What we want to do is 1.5 pounds of skinless, boneless chicken breast, three tablespoons of cornstarch, three to four tablespoons of housing wine, uh, which you'll have to get from an Oriental grocery store. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. I've used it in almost every Chinese dish I make. You need um, one to two tablespoons of black vinegar, two tablespoons of brown sugar, a cup of unsalted peanuts. Unsalted peanuts is really, really key here, folks. Two tablespoons of light soy sauce, four inches of ginger. Really, four inches of ginger. It's funny because all the, the Chinese recipes I have are in inches when it comes to ginger, which is kind of interesting. Well, whatever. So four inches, you know, a finger's length. Um, four tablespoons of peanut oil and 10 dried red chilies. Okay, now that you have these ingredients, uh, you need to go to the Oriental supermarket probably to get a bunch of these. So, you know, I like going there just because it's an experience. If you've never been, find one in your area and go. It's it's really, really going to blow your mind. It's really cool, really inexpensive, and there's lots of interesting things to try that you've never heard of before. So um, get a Tupperware container large enough to put the chicken in comfortably and place it to the side. Cut the chicken breasts into small cubes, like about a quarter, uh, like a half an inch. And then as it, you know... You, I kind of beat them a little bit because they can be ten, the chicken ten breasts tend to be kind of fat. If you have a thin one, you're good. Just cut them up and throw them in the Tupperware container with the cornstarch. Seal and shake until the chicken's all covered. Then add the wine. Close and shake a little bit more so it's kind of coated, and put it in the refrigerator for an hour. Okay, I like to leave it in for an hour and a half, but that's me. Now you gotta get the walk out. You need a walk for this sucker, so you know make sure you got a big one. Um, pull out. Pull out your wok and um, put the peanut oil in and heat it. Then toss the dried chilies in for a minute. A minute. And then take some tongs and take the chilies out. Okay? Voila. You got your homemade chili oil right there. How about that? So now you want to get the high up, the heat up as high as you can so the oil is red hot. Um, depending on the size of your wok, you can add all the chicken at once or half at a time. My wok is huge. So, I, I mean, it's... It, it's like ridiculous. It's a ridiculous size that wok. So uh, I just added, you know, a little bit of extra peanut oil if you have a bigger wok, and then just throw it all in at once, and you can totally do that. If you have a little tiny wok, add it in sections because you don't want everything sticking together or lose all the cornstarch onto, like, burnt onto your pan. Um, now here's my tip here: move fast. Wok. When you're cooking with a wok, it's nonstop motion. You do not leave things in a wok and walk away. <laughs> Get it? Walk off. But you know, you really want to constantly move. It's con it's a even heat all the way around. So you want to constantly move it so everything cooks evenly. If you don't, things are going to burn, things are going to stick, and you're going to be, you know, screwed. So <laughs> then you want to once everything is uh, once you got the chicken going, I, I I usually say once you have all the chicken in, if you're cooking in in batches or all on once in a large wok, I say three to five minutes. But make sure to just Keep your eye on it, and always you can always take a piece out and cut it really slightly and see if it's good. Um, when your chicken is done, what you want to do is throw in the ginger, which I mince, then the red, the red chilies from before, which you made used to create the um, chili oil, and the peanuts. Stir fry this for a minute, and then add brown sugar, black vinegar, and soy sauce. Stir it around, and knock it around for about a minute, and then you want to serve it immediately. I like to serve this one with jasmine rice or sticky rice. Whatever you like is good. Just remember that 
this dish is best when it's served right. The hardest part about Chinese cooking, I think, is the timing because you can have lots of, if you want to cook a lot of amazing dishes, a lot of them use a wok and a wok is all instant serve. So you want to cook and serve or you're going to be stuck with things that could be wilting, could be soggy, could be cold. So really, really time it. I'm thinking that if you have a whole dinner party like I did, I was serving 12 people, I was using four woks at once. Now, it's a little ambitious, but hey, that's what I do. <laughs> so I really hope that you enjoy this recipe and uh, let me know. Tweet me at The Social Chef and let me know if you liked it. We'll see you after the break on The Social Media Chef. you've been listening to The Social Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. Um, I really enjoy doing the show. And one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show. It's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads for free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. So I personally want to thank you for listening to our show today. We talked about a little bit of nonprofit marketing, uh, a little bit of Kung Pao chicken recipes. <laughs> so we covered a little bit of everything today. So I hope you really enjoyed the show. Again, join us online at socialmediachefonline.com. And next week's show, we've got a whole bunch of surprises planned, so make sure you don't miss it. All right, I'm Chris Tompkins, and thank you again for joining me on The Social Media Chef. Social Media Chef.